big idea. To have a heart like Christ is to have a heart whose sole motive is to love the Father. Weekly identity statement, God is taking my heart of stone and making it a heart of flesh. And our memory verse, Luke chapter 6, verse 43 through 45, No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Knowing the heart of God. Did you know that God wants you to know him and to know his heart? From Genesis 17 to Revelation 21, a major theme of God's story is that he would be our God and we would be his people. His desire all along has been to know us and be known by us. Jeremiah tells us, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. God wants to be known by us. He he wants us to find him. But the only way we find him is by seeking him with all our heart, not just the leftover bits and pieces. One of the lies we believed about our faith, one that has been woven into the fabric of Christianity, is that eternal life is heaven. But that's simply not true. Is there a heaven? Absolutely. But heaven is merely a temporary setting for eternal life. John 17, 3, Jesus says, Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Jesus said it himself, Eternal life is knowing the Father, it's knowing Jesus. There is nothing better in all the universe than knowing the Father. Jesus spoke of making the Father known to his disciples. We see it again in John 17, verse 26. I have made you, the Father, known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. We also see it in the encounter with Philip earlier that same evening, John chapter 14. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip, even after I've been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I don't speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Eternal life is knowing the Father. Jesus is the embodiment of the Father. That's great for the disciples, I can hear you say, but but what about us? Jesus hasn't been around for a while now. How are we supposed to know the Father? And I get that, seriously. It's something that's been a challenge for me. Like Philip, I've often thought it would be so much easier if I could just see Jesus. I've even prayed to have experiences like Paul, where he saw Jesus face to face. In John 14, we hear Jesus introduce the idea of the Holy Spirit. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Then in John 15, we get a little more information. When the Advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. Notice, the Spirit comes from the Father and testifies or bears witness, tells the story about Jesus. Then in John chapter 16, verse 12 through 15, I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. 
all that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. You see, the Spirit comes from the Father and guides us into all truth. What he makes known to us comes straight from the Father through the Son. The Spirit isn't allowed to do anything other than what the Father gives him to do. And it gets even better. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, we get a deeper understanding of the role the Holy Spirit uh, plays in knowing the heart of the Father. However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him, these are the things God has revealed to us by his Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. What we have received is not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual realities with Spirit-taught words. It is possible for us to know the heart of God. All who believe in the Father have the presence of the Father with us in the form of the Holy Spirit. And the whole purpose of his presence in our lives is to guide us into all truth, to guide us into the heart of the Father. Yes, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, works through us to testify to the things of God, and a whole host of other things. But the primary purpose of the Spirit is to guide us deeper into the heart of the Father, into that truth which is the foundations the earth are built upon. The prophet Jeremiah says, This is what the Lord says, Let not the wise boast of their wisdom, or the strong boast of their strength, or the rich boast of their riches, but let the one who boasts boast about this, that they have the understanding to know me, that I am the Lord who exercises kindness, justice, and righteousness on earth, for in these I delight, declares the Lord. Jeremiah nine twenty three and 24. Later in a now-not-yet-prophecy, we also read, This is the covenant I will make with the people of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their God, and they will be my people. No longer will they teach their neighbor or say to one another, Know the Lord, because they will all know me. From the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their wickedness and will remember those, their sins. No more, Jeremiah 31, verse 33 through 34. It's clear that God's desire, or his heart, is for us to know him. Not only that, but he has given us the means to know him and his heart, which is truth, through the spirit of truth who guides us into all truth. But there's still more because we have an incredible resource for knowing God's heart. You've been reading it already. Scripture. Scripture is useful for many things. Teaching, reproof, correction, and training in righteousness, 2 Timothy 3.16. But how many of us think of Scripture as something more than a manual for Christian living? Is it instructional? Absolutely. But is that the primary purpose? I would argue that it's not. The primary purpose of Scripture is to know God and to know the heart of God. Reading Scripture with the assistance of the Holy Spirit takes us into the Holy of Holies, Hebrews 10. In conjunction, we can get to know the heart, thoughts, character, attributes, emotions, desires, and will of the Father. Not only can we experience the presence of the Father and Son with us, but through the gift of the Spirit in our hearts, we can know God more and more in depth of knowledge, understanding, and insight. Our daily scripture focus, John chapter 16, verse 12 through 15 I have much more to say to you, much more than you can now bear. But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. 
He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said, the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. As we wrap up, I encourage you to take a few minutes to think and pray through a few things. First, pray and ask God through the Holy Spirit to show you any area of your heart that is struggling to believe in the Father, especially the areas that make it hard for you to believe that you can know God personally. Second, visualize God being with you at this very moment. Imagine him sitting with you, sharing himself with you. Imagine what it would be like to be in the same room with the Father. Imagine now your heart being filled to overflowing with the love and truth of the Father through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Look to see how different your heart would look if it was being built on the foundation of God's truth. And finally, thank God for the gift of his presence in your life. Thank him for giving a gift that would assure your adoption as a son or daughter of the king. Thank him for providing a source of truth in you to guide you. And thank him for the miracle of scripture to serve as a way of knowing his heart. 